Welcome to Student Stories, a Yalbany podcast for you. My name is Jasenia. I'm Delvi, and today we have Ava Green. Hi. Hi, Ava. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Tell us a little about, like, a little bit about yourself and what classes you're taking, your major. So I'm a senior uh, here at Albany. I am a political science and philosophy major, and I think I might be becoming a women and gender study minor as well. Yeah, I am from Delhi, New York, uh, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's about uh, an hour and a half west of here, um, so Albany is very big for me. Oh well, Ava, can you tell us more about growing up in a rural area? Yeah, so I think my graduating class was around 45 people. Um, That's so tiny! Yeah, it's very, very small. Um, Yeah, my class uh, was around 45 people. Some things I always say about my hometown, we had tractor day. Everyone had to ride their tractor to school. If you didn't have a tractor, you were a social outcast. tractor did you have? I did not have a tractor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the social <laughs> actor, I guess. Yes, for that reason. And also, I was the only um, queer person in my hometown, which was terrible, terrible for a young, you know, 15-year-old in a rural area. How does it feel to have been the only queer person that you know? Honestly, it didn't really dawn on me that that was a unique experience until I came to Albany, and I started having friends who were also queer, and their coming out stories were like, oh, like, I don't, I have a queer cousin, or I had classmates, all my friends ended up being queer, but yeah, I was the sole person, and it was terrifying. I, I had a lot of people who were in my class that were, like, scared of me and, like, viewed me as, like, predator in my my locker room in high school like these girls like made a petition to get me to change in a separate place like right after I came out um yeah it, it was really rough that must have been really isolating to feel like all these people were against you do you feel like going through that has changed you as a person I definitely think that it changed my outlook. I think that coming to UAlbany and just coming to a bigger area in general made me appreciate having diversity in, in a community um, because everyone is like the same. There's no people who have any differences in Delhi. Mm. I really appreciate knowing people who are different from me. When you were in high school, did you? Did you go through any other experiences, kind of like with the locker room that you described? Yeah, there was one instance, I'm not really sure why it happened, but there was a girl who dumped milk on my head in the cafeteria. And then also on our lockers that we had, there were people that would put signs up on my locker that said like, all gay people burn in hell. And oh, my town, here's another like country fact um people would like pop open lockers and everyone had deer urine readily available (laughs) um and people would like Like dump deer urine yeah yeah like on the regular because it was like a hunting town like people had like guns in their lockers and yeah people had deer urine and then they would just like put it on my backpack or on my books and then it would smell like pee Literally, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, people are terrible sometimes. But you started a GSA in your high school, didn't you? 
Yeah, I, I did actually start GSA. Like, again, I was like the first queer person in, in my high school, and starting the GSA made a lot of younger students in the school, like a lot of middle schoolers, came to the GSA as a safe space, and I didn't know that they existed because I didn't interact with the younger kids in the school. And the GSA now has 60 members the last time I checked, and that was like five years ago it started. So it's come a long way, and I think it's doing a lot of good. That's crazy. Yeah, I've helped a lot of people, actually. How's it feel going back to your hometown after being here for so long? So for a while, I would go back, and it felt like scary again because being in Albany and having different sense of community here where I'm more accepted and I felt like I was in high school again but over the last two years a lot of people from the city have been moving into Delhi and it's becoming gentrified um, which honestly is doing some good in like it's becoming less Republican and way less conservative as a whole. It's unfortunate for the people that are getting kind of kicked out of their their homes, though. Like, even though there isn't like that racial aspect that usually comes with gentrification, I feel like it's still unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. For example, like a lot of the people who have grown up in Delhi uh, have ended up moving to the outskirts of Delhi and living in more broken down, like less maintained homes, which is really unfortunate and sad. And then now there are a lot of people who are from the city that open some stores for like lamps or backpacks and nobody in the actual town can afford it except other people from the city. Does Delhi have now a big college population? Because I know students in Delhi have become popular really like in the city for a lot of students. Is that one of the biggest help? Again, as much as gentrification is bad, um, for like the people who are living there. The people who are coming to SUNY Delhi, like young people with different ideas, and I think that is helping a lot. SUNY Oneana that's kind of close is a little bit more progressive. Do you feel like Delhi's on its way to becoming a bit more like Oneana? Absolutely, yeah, Delhi I think is an up and coming area. It sounds odd because there's only one traffic light in the town. (laughs) 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 Not exaggerating on that one. (laughs) So Delhi's going to be popping in a couple couple years. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I'm so in shock with Delhi because I never pictured Delhi like like this. No, it's crazy. Um, There was this game that my school used to play called Cow Plop Bingo. And um, they would basically take a cow and draw tiles on the ground, and everyone would bet a lot of money on particular tiles, and then wherever the cow pooped, you would win if you owned that tile. And it was a big deal. Did you ever participate in that? I did participate. And like cows were just (laughs) readily available. Like you could just get a cow. Yeah. How much money would you win? You could win like $600. So it's almost serious betting. Like it was serious, yeah. People were like circled around wherever the cow was enclosed, like chanting, like really, really betting on like, they were like, B24, B24. And the cow is like walking around and just walking and living life. <laughs> you know, everybody's just waiting and watching a cow waiting for it to poop. Like, Yeah, that's like what people do for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a creative way of having fun. Yeah, using the resources.
resources that you have for entertainment? Bringing it back a little bit to like UAlbany, what was the biggest difference that you noticed from Delhi and that atmosphere and then coming to UAlbany just in general? Just the sheer amount of people. I literally had never seen more people in my life. Really? Really. How was your parents' support when it comes to you moving to Albany? My parents, every time I go back home, they're like, how is the big city? <laughs> and Albany is not a big city to many people. And my parents think that I go to school like in the capital, near the egg kind of thing. Yeah. They're like, how, what, is it beautiful when you go outside with all the big buildings? And it's not like that in reality. <laughs> Have you been to New York City? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, New York City is like, like I cannot stop looking up. Just alone, the buildings are so, so tall, and it baffles me. <laughs> are you from the city? Yes, I'm from the Bronx. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so Ava, since coming to UA, what are some of the classes that have stuck out the most for you? During my first year at UAlbany, I took a intro to feminism class, and People always say to me now, like all of my friends who have taken the feminism class, that it was it was just an easy class that they took. They were familiar with all the terms. That class was literally life changing to me. I had never heard, I had never heard the term intersectionality. I didn't know what colorism was. I didn't know anything. And that class opened my eyes to so much. Like literally the rest of the world. And I think it's really great that UAlbany offers a class like that. I don't think that's a super, super normal topic to have in terms of all colleges. So I think that's really unique. So what other positive aspects would you say UAlbany has given you? So there are, there are like lots of groups on campus that... Um, actually, I feel like every group that exists at UAlbany has a pocket of queer people and it automatically creates like a safe environment where I feel comfortable expressing myself as who I actually am. Yeah, especially with the women's studies class, I feel like it's something that people almost take for granted that, you know, growing up in a liberal area, I didn't necessarily take women's studies class, but I understood like feminism and intersectionality and it was th were things that I was able to hear about. So to hear your story and to see how much it has impacted you is, kind of just puts a new perspective and it makes us realize like not everybody has the same background. Yeah, I I literally was one of the people when I came to UAlbany that was like, I'm not a feminist. And, which is jarring to think back that that was four years ago coming to UAlbany and now I'm like a completely new person because of the environment here. Going to high school in a rural area, like it was so sheltered and I feel like I did not learn information accurately. So every class I've taken, I've been like, like my first year at UAlbany as a freshman, I felt like I was playing catch up with everyone around me. I had American politics class and they taught history here as it actually happened in history. And I did not learn actual historical facts when I was in high school. Christopher Columbus, for example, was a big deal. And even into high school, you remember in middle school where you make like little boats with Christopher Columbus yeah. as like a hero. I did that in high school. Really? Like people did that in high school in my class and that is like terrible. That's not really what happened. It's not historically accurate. 
That's crazy because personally, where I grew up, we were still taught. I mean, in a very, in a very white way. I'm gonna admit, but you know, still understanding that like Christopher Columbus wasn't like a great person, and. Yeah, I think people have never heard a story like yours. And this is New York State. This is not like Alabama where we assume that these things are being taught. Like, this is in New York. Well, I did in my elementary school in the Lincoln Republic. And even there, I was thought that Christopher Columbus is a horrible person. Yeah, yeah. To know that this is being taught here in high school is completely shocking. I, I thought this was a normal thing um, coming to you, Albany, again. Were your gym classes se separated by gender? No. Ours were, and we had to play different sports. Like the boys did archery, and the girls did like badminton. Toby's <laughs> mind is like being blown over there. <laughs> and you had mentioned something about like your home ec classes too, right? Yeah, the girls had to take like a like a special little cooking and sewing class. That was when I was in middle school. That. Is this still going on? I don't think so. I don't. I have not really checked. I think maybe it's for for everyone now. But when I was in middle school, it was only girls. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're studying poli sci, right? What do you want to do with that? I am in po political science. Uh, I was a part of the three plus three program at U Albany, which is the three years of undergrad and then three years of law school, which is accelerated program. Last year I was in my third year, I'd taken the LSAT, I had my application in, and then I had a crisis. I was in a public law class and that is what caused my crisis. And the class was about how people access the law on a regular basis and when people feel like they can't access the law, which is the majority of the time unfortunately. And the class just really honed in on the fact that the system is really broken and that lawyers really are not doing good even if they're trying to do good. So I had a crisis about that and I pulled out of the 3 plus 3 program. So now I'm just finishing up my, my senior year and I plan to do my master's. It's another like accelerated program. It's like a 4 plus 1 program for um, policy writing and lobbying. I, I think I could do more change there, hopefully. Yeah, I'm now talking about change out. Do you see yourself going back to Delhi to pursue more change in your community, to be more inclusive in your community? Really, I have not put much thought into that, but that I would like to think about that more because there are definitely more uh, Democratic candidates running who are more progressive, younger candidates are running, and maybe that could be something that I could do, and that does interest me. Who knows, maybe you could be like a, a lobbyist and change Delhi for the better. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that would be amazing. If you were to become a lobbyist, what group would you want to represent? I don't really know yet. And I don't know if I would want to lobby in D.C. or um, or in Albany or, or maybe in Delhi. And I also don't know if being a lobbyist is something that is going to happen for me, but definitely like to work in, in the political world. It's always good to think about different career paths. It's like we're only, what, like 21 and... Yeah. I'm 21. 21, yeah, we're yeah. all 21. Like, it's... I feel like the pressure to pick a career path is, like, so heavy. Have you yeah. felt that in your life? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's super common. And uh, the thing with law school is, like, I almost committed to three years of 
expensive education that might not even get me to where I want to be in life and to be like making change that I actually want I could get stuck and I think that's common for a lot of people yeah and then you have that commitment of you know you put all that money in and then you have you know only a couple years left but it's good that you didn't pursue something that might have let you down almost yeah and when I pulled out of the program I felt like it was a loss because I had spent so much money like it's so much money to register for the LSAT or to submit your application for law school, it's expensive. And that's like a hard thing to just be like, I, I put so much time into studying the LSAT too, and then I, I spent time taking it and the money, and it just, I felt like a loss, but now I think it was the right thing to do. I mean, it's great investing in your own time for your own mental health. So. Yeah, totally. So to kind of wrap up the episode, Ava, is there any advice that you would give to somebody transitioning into a big university like UAlbany? I would just say to keep an open mind, talk to as many people as possible, and take a feminism class. Feminism 101 is life-changing if you're from a rural area. I think that is my biggest piece of advice. Awesome. Thank you so much for your story. I think a lot of people are going to be really interested to hear what you have to say. And yeah, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me, Shaka. <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> and for having me.